try to persuade and convince someone, but ultimately it has to be an enlightening from God to help them to understand their need. And, and when the Holy Spirit does it, it just is a whole lot better. And uh, I, I know that it, the statement is not the exact statement, but Dwight Moody one time was holding some meetings and and he was outside of the church building and he was in the city and, and there was a naysayer came by and, and there, was a, there was a drunk walking down the street and, and this guy walked up to him and he said, how do you feel, Mr. Moody? That's one of your converts. And he said, well, I would believe he probably is my convert and not God's. And, and we, we need to understand that we can try to, to convince people, but ultimately it's God that needs to reveal himself and and they and they need to understand and and understand the gospel and and it and it is supernatural. The whole born again experience is supernatural, and and God is the one that does it in someone's life. And so, but doesn't doesn't relieve us of our responsibility. Our responsibility is go into the world and preach the gospel to all every creature, and we need to continue to do so, and and give them the gospel. And here. We see that God calling Saul, 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 why persecutest thou me? And I answered, Who art thou, Lord? And he said unto me, I am Jesus of Nazareth, whom thou persecutest. And they that were with me saw indeed the light and were afraid, but they heard not the voice of him that spake to me. And I said, What shall I do, Lord? And the Lord said unto me, Arise and go into Damascus, and there it shall be told thee of all things which are appointed for thee to do. I you know, I, I guess I didn't think about it. it just kind of a lot of times when I read this out loud, things kind of jump out at me. I wonder why. I, I I wonder why they didn't. They they didn't. They saw the light, but they didn't hear anything. I wonder why. I wonder if if those that were with him were God knew were blinded and uh, would not listen. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't have an answer to that. We can speculate, but it is interesting that uh, he, he makes the statement that they heard, um, that they saw the light, but they heard not the voice of him that spake to me. And I said, what shall I do, Lord? So he recognized who it was. The Lord said unto me, arise and go into Damascus, and there it shall be told thee of all things which are appointed for thee to do. Even, even then, and, and we see this so often in our own lives too, where God wants to follow us by, uh, we, he wants us to follow him by faith. And here we see that, that Paul in this, not telling him anything other than you need to go on to Damascus and there you'll be told what to do. When I could not see for the glory of that light, being led by the hand of them that were with me, I came into Damascus. And one Ananias, a devout man, a, a holy man, a, a, a godly and a reverent man, that's what all of that means, according to the law, having a good report, he had a good testimony of all the Jews which dwelt there, came unto me and stood and said unto me, Brother Saul, receive thy sight. In the same hour I looked up upon him. So now here, here is... Uh, 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 Ananias, and, and if you recall the story when you read this earlier in Acts when Saul was saved, Ananias kind of argued a little bit with God. If you remember, he's like, God, are you sure? I mean, Saul is coming here to kill us, and 
you want me to go out and greet him? And, and, and here we see that, that he didn't, I, I don't believe there was any rebellion in Ananias' life in this. He's just like, oh, you know, God, if I do this, I, there's a possibility I'm going to die. And Ananias, I want you to do this. Okay, I'll do this. And, and there was an immediate obedience to that. And so he goes and, and here he addresses Paul or Saul as a brother. And knowing that what God is doing in his life, and he said, The God of our fathers hath chosen thee, that thou shouldest know his will, and see that just one, Jesus, and shouldest hear the voice of his mouth. For thou shalt be his witness unto all men of what thou hast seen and heard. I would say Saul did a pretty good job of that, didn't he? When, whenever he was saved and God showed him what it is that he needed to do, that he did everything he could to let others hear that and, and be a witness of that. And, and now, why tarriest thou? Arise and be baptized. Wash away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. And, and the baptism is a symbolic cleansing of Jesus' blood that, that takes place at salvation. And, and here, that is what baptism was representing. It's not that baptism saves you. It is a representation of the salvation that was given to him at that moment of time of faith. And, and so here, uh, and, and his sins were washed away by calling on the name of the Lord, as it says. 1 Corinthians 6, 11, Ephesians 1, 7. Uh, I mean, there, there's all kinds of 1 Peter 3, 21 and, and 1 Peter 1, 18 and 19. 1 John 1, 7. Many of those showing us we need to call on the name of the Lord for salvation. And it came to pass that when I was come again to Jerusalem, even while I prayed in the temple, I was in a trance and saw him, Jesus, saying unto me, Make haste and get thee quickly out of Jerusalem, for they will not receive thy testimony concerning me. And I said, Lord, they know that I imprisoned and beat in every synagogue them that believed on thee. You, you see, Saul was, was, uh, was even arguing with God, and, 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 and God, Jesus, was telling him, hey, you need to get out of here because they're going to kill you, and you need to listen to me. You need to leave. And, and Saul's like, now, wait a minute, God. They, they know who I am. They know that what I did, and, and, and I can show them what I am now and, 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 and can be a compelling uh, testimony and letting them know and, and and they, they know what I used to do, and I can tell them this, and, and I do believe this is a driving thing that kept pushing Paul to come back to Jerusalem. It's like, Lord, I need to tell them my testimony and let them know what God has done for me, and, and, and many of them can also uh, trust in Christ. And, and when the blood of the martyr Stephen was shed, I also was standing by and consenting unto his death and kept the raiment of them that slew him. And he said unto me, Jesus, depart, for I will send thee far hence unto the Gentiles. And so now we see that here's the testimony. He finally was able to give it to all of them at one time, and, and hoping and praying, I'm sure, that many would trust Christ as their Savior. And then we see their response. And they gave him audience unto this word, and then lifted up their voices and said, Away with such a fellow from the earth, for it is not fit that he should live. You see what religion does? Re religion has absolutely no, no care, no desire about a relationship. 
Uh, religion is, is all about rules. Religion is all about tradition. Religion is all about the outward. Religion is about looking good on the outside. Religion is uh, doing all of the outward things that, that we want to make up, whatever they may be, to think that those things are what's going to please God. And, and religion is cold and heartless and, and has no compassion whatsoever. And, and, and here we know that the, the law was perfect in what it did. It showed us that we were in need of a Savior. But religion is hypocritical, truly, in, in its essence. And, and here we see that, that a relationship with Jesus is, is intimidating to religion. And here, the, these were so caught up in religion, they wanted absolutely nothing to do with the conviction that was upon their hearts and their lives on, on the testimony that Paul was giving them. And, and so they listen to this, and then they lift up their voices and say that he's not even fit to live. And as they cried out and cast off their clothes and threw dust into the air and, and and here, you know, just a, a riot was starting to take place. And, and so, who knows? I mean, maybe they were all with one voice and in one accord at the same time. But seems to me like it would probably be some of these characters that were, that were in the hierarchy of this religion that were being intimidated by losing power over the people and, and losing their post that they had in, in in this hierarchy that maybe they started it off and, and get the voices to rising up and they're throwing dust in the air and the chief captain commanded him to be brought into the castle and bade that he should be examined by scourging that he might know wherefore they cried so against him. So now they're going to beat him. And as they bound him with thongs, Paul said unto the centurion that stood by, Is it lawful for you to scourge a man that is a Roman? And uncondemned, you know, I, I, I love this. I, th- this isn't the first time that Paul's done this. You know, we, we are, and, and maybe you guys don't see this, and, and that's good. You don't need to, but, you know, being friends with a lot of pastors, a lot of differing views out there, and, and, and you know, and I don't try to stay up with all of the, the theological fads that are out there. I just, you know, spend the time preaching the truth and, and, We'll stay in our little corner here and mind our own business, but but there's a lot of them out there, and there's a there's a guy that's pretty popular that that is very much a pacifist, and 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 uh, you know, and he even they even in an interview he, they interviewed him and said, "What would you do if you're in your home and somebody breaks into your home and is is going to uh, rape your wife and and the possibility of killing your wife? Are you going to try to stop him?" He said, "I really don't think I can." And be biblical. I'm like, you're an idiot. Really, I, I do. And 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 I I don't believe that I don't believe that Jesus was a pacifist. And, and you watch Jesus came in two different times to the money changers and threw their tables over and and picked up a whip and beat on them and chased them out of the temple. And you know there were times where. He stood in front of the Pharisees and called them a, a whited wall and an empty sepulcher and, and, and hypocrites and, and stood up and, and hear Paul doing the same thing. He didn't just go and, and take a beating and, and say, hey, I'm doing this to, uh, because I'm, you know, I'm all about seeking peace and, and I'll just take this beating for God and, 
And look, he, he's already been beaten a number of times, and, and here he's looking at this one, and this is going to be completely unjust. And so he goes to the soldier, and he says, hey, is this right? Is this the right thing for you to do to a Roman citizen? Paul knew what was going to go on. Roman citizens had, 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 had uh, uh, benefits that other people in that nation did not have. And so, and he knew that, and he had to be condemned by the, the Roman citizens themselves, and, and the Jews did not have that power to do so. I love this. I love this. Then the chief captain came and said unto him, Tell me, art thou a Roman? He said, Yea. And the chief captain answered, With a great sum I obtained I this freedom. And Paul said, I was freeborn. Then, look at this. Then straightway they departed from him, which should have examined him. And the chief captain also was afraid after he knew that he was a Roman because he had bound him. Cowards, you know. And here they, they knew what they were doing was wrong. And here all of a sudden when they saw that they could lose their hide for this, now all of a sudden we see that, that maybe they, they weren't such believers and such zealous in their beliefs after all if, if they knew that it was going to cost them something. And so they all departed from him. And on the morrow, because he would have known the certainty wherefore he was accused of the Jews, he loosed him from his bands and commanded the chief priests and all their council to appear and brought Paul down and set him before them. And so then we'll see in the next few verses up through about verse 10 or 11, we're going to see Paul's defense with them. And then, then we're also going to continue to see the, the dilemma that's going to come from this. And, and we're, going, we're, we're just going to see the character of Paul standing in front of these people that he knows that would love to have him killed, and even so, stands there and declares to them the gospel of Jesus. And what, what a truly inspiring thing it is to watch him. And not only does he do so in, in, in front of the Sanhedrin and in front of the Pharisees and the Sadducees, but then we see that he goes in front of the governor, he goes in front of the king, and I mean, all of these guys, and he does the same thing. He just continues to witness, and then we know that he'll later be taken to Rome. And even there, before the Caesar, we know that, that he continues to witness, and, and we know that there are many, even in Caesar's own household, that trust Christ as their Savior because of the testimony of Paul. So let us be that way. Let, let us give the gospel when we have that opportunity. Let's, let's be brave. Let's be bold. And and, and allow God to use us to be a messenger for his goodness and, and truly his gospel that saves us and, and let us be bold like Paul. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word tonight. And I pray that you encourage us to, to be bold in our witness. And Lord, help us to stand upon your word. Guide us now. Use us the rest of this week. I pray your blessings upon each one. Pray that you're uh, care and your safety will be upon us as we go home. In Jesus' name, amen.